Welcome to the Bloomprint Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Sangarides, but you, my friend, can call me Elle. I'm a wedding and event florist, multi-six-figure business owner, and floral mentor here to help you create an elegant, efficient, and effective floral business you can absolutely love. If you're looking to take your floristry business to six figures and beyond, to create a business that works around your life and start living and working with purpose, my love, welcome. Let this be your blueprint. Hello, my love. How are you? It is just about wedding season, which means that we are starting to get ready for all of our amazing couples through spring, summer. I'm so excited to start working on those weddings and you are probably launching yourself into some amazing weddings as well. So today I want to talk about three things that I do to set myself up for an easy wedding. So my focus is making things as easy and stress-free as possible when it comes to wedding week. I used to go into a wedding already feeling behind, feeling like I was running against the clock and it totally sucked. I can still feel myself driving down Guildford Road on my way to the Swan Valley to do a wedding so many times with panic just about vomiting out of me because I was running behind or I hadn't planned something out. I was constantly a headless chook, constantly running and stressing and constantly getting migraines. Like it genuinely affects your body. And then something switched for me. I think it was around the time I started working with Jen and the crew from the original event company. Shout out to you gorgeous humans. I shared space with them for two years. And I would watch them get ready for a wedding like it was just another day. I would watch them work freaking hard all day on a wedding day, but not make it look like hard work. And I could feel their energy was calm and it started to rub off on me literally instantly when I started working in their warehouse. It made me think, hold on. Maybe it doesn't have to feel like this. Maybe I'm making this harder than it needs to be. So I set about changing the way I worked to be as organized as possible in advance of a wedding so that on the day it felt easeful. My focus now for myself and my team is that, yeah, we work quickly. Yeah, there is a sense of urgency to get things done. There is always a timeline and sometimes that timeline is tight, especially if the bumping at a venue is tight, but it should just feel like going to work, like doing a job and going home again. We should feel good about the work that we do, proud of what we've created and content with our efforts. And that should be the end of it. So let's talk about the three things I do to set myself up for an easy wedding. So the first thing that I do is that I start my process four weeks out so that problem solving isn't happening the week of the wedding. First thing that I do is I order my flowers in advance. So I've got a really great floral template I use so I know exactly how many stems I need for each arrangement and what I need overall as well as how much it's roughly going to cost me. So there's no surprises there and I can stay within my budget for that wedding. 
I always ask the wholesaler when I email them to tell me what is likely to be out of stock and then they can advise on any substitutes or I can start to plan what else I'm going to use or if there's something I need to get from another wholesaler so I can get that order in quickly too. Then I confirm the staff and any freelancers that we need and I put together a briefing document. So that briefing document usually includes the inspo images that I've used in the proposal, all of the arrangements and the recipes for each of them that have come from my floral order template, and also the expected time that each item will take to make so that they have a clear idea of what's expected of them and when things need to be completed by, as well as all the details for on the day. This gives me a really clear picture of exactly how many hours doing this wedding is going to take. I then know how much I'm going to spend on wages and I can allocate the time in the week to make sure that we've got enough time to do everything for that wedding and that we're not stressed. I also go to the wholesaler to get all of the sundries that we need for the next month. So I usually do a month's worth of weddings at a time. So that's getting all of our foam, our ribbon, our vases, our boxes, our packaging, our cable ties, our paper, our wires, our pins, all of that stuff. I like to batch this a month at a time because it helps me with my cash flow and also means that I'm not making this trip every single week, which is obviously a more efficient strategy. Doing it once instead of four times a month is amazing. If we've got a lot of weddings on, what I will also often do is box up each wedding's sundries together and label them so that they don't get used for another wedding and then we're short by the end of the month. The wholesalers don't always have what you want as well. So if you need to make another trip to a different wholesaler, this isn't a stress I want on the week of a wedding. Having to make a trip to another wholesaler could mean a two hour round trip really. And if you haven't accounted for that during a wedding week, then you might not have you know, the available time to do it or when you do, it's a stress. So by doing it in advance, I'm not stressing the week going, oh shit, I don't have black cable ties. I've only got white cable ties or, oh God, I don't have the bars that I want. It's out of stock. And now I've got to find an alternative that week. It never feels good. So if you can plan out your sundries in advance, then you know what you've got. Uh, and you've also accounted for that spend as well. All right. The second thing that I do to set myself up for a great and easy wedding is to confirm all of the details in advance. So there are three key things or areas to confirm in advance of a wedding. Usually I do this about two weeks out, but I would recommend one week at a push. So the first go-to for confirming details is with the couple. These days I've got a delivery form uh, built into my CRM. So the couple have to complete that form online and it gives me all of the addresses for where the couple's personal flowers need to be delivered to and what flowers need to go where. Uh, it gives me the ceremony and reception venues and the times that those are starting as well. And also when the couple are leaving their addresses. So we can make sure we've delivered bouquets, buttonholes, all of that sort of thing well in advance of that time. The second confirmation that I do is with the venue. I contact the venue to confirm my bump in and bump out details. Do not take the couple's word for it. They don't know the logistics of the venue for what you need to do and what else is happening at that venue on the day. 
but the venue coordinator does. So call them and follow up with an email so you've got it in writing. Everything in writing is always helpful. And then you know what time you're bumping in and when you need to be bumped out by as well. That way, they'll be able to confirm any other details you might need to know for your bump in and bump out that day. For instance, there was an event that we did at Optus Stadium just recently, and they had some international football games happening on the weekend. So we couldn't bump out on the weekend. They weren't letting cars in because there was a big security risk. So basically, it had to be bumped out the same day or we could come in the next week and then they would tell us where things would be stored. It's the same with a lot of wedding venues. If they're not going to be open on a Sunday, for instance, then you'll be able to come back on Monday and bump out. Or if they've got another wedding in that room the next day, you might have to be back at midnight to bump out all of your stuff. So it's really important that you contact the venue to find out all of those details. Another confirmation I do is furniture. The furniture hire companies, if the furniture affects me, that's when I contact them. For instance, if we're doing an arbor piece or setting up aisle flowers or a piece on an easel, so just about every wedding, you need to know what time those items are going to be arriving so you can plan your setup time. If you've already planned that you're going to get to the ceremony location at 1 p.m., but the arbor isn't arriving till 2, that's going to be a big waste of your time waiting around and might set you back later on. So always confirm with the furniture hire company what time they're going to be delivering the items that affect you. You might also be able to negotiate that with them as well, depending what else they've got on. So, you know, if you need two hours to get something done, then you can say, hey, is there any possibility it could be there, you know, at this time? Or you might need to consider getting another staff member on if it's going to be a really tight bump in and you have to get it done in a certain time time bracket. Quick ad break to introduce you to our new course, The Wedding Blueprint. Live online course over six weeks, starting on Wednesday, the 13th of September. We'll get you clear on your business foundations and the goals you want to achieve over the next 12 months. We'll help you set up the systems and processes, as well as what you can automate in your business to make things so much easier. We'll set a pricing strategy and help you understand your numbers so you can be making profit on every single job. Get some solid boundaries, some solid terms and conditions, and get ready to take on wedding inquiries like a boss. Get yourself enrolled in the wedding blueprint. Head to the show notes for more information. All right, the third thing that I do to plan for an easy wedding is to plan out the week. So the week of a wedding, I make that week's plan. The first thing that I do is organize everything at home to ensure I can focus on the work tasks. My husband and I will usually discuss on a Sunday what our week looks like. It's a very standard phrase in our house. What does your week look like on a Sunday? But we'll discuss if there's going to be any out of work hours or events that we each need to be aware of. We'll also talk about whether there is any additional care we might need to organize for our kids outside of our general daycare schedule. If either of us have any early starts, we might need the other to pick up the slack for. And also if there's going to be, you know, who's going to be doing the drop-offs and pickups for the kids. So this ensures that I know what time I'm going to be down at the studio and when I need to be leaving in the afternoon whether we need to arrange babysitters for Saturday or Sunday, if my husband has something on those days that I'm working too. 
and also when we're going to prioritize family time that week. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, there's no work and life. There's just life. So understanding where the work fits and where the other priorities fit helps everyone's cups to feel fuller. When your cup is full, when your family's cup is full, that wedding day is going to feel a lot easier because you're not worried about what's happening at home. So the second thing that I do in planning out our week is to block out time for wedding work in my calendar. This is a big one because I used to get caught out with people booking in last minute consultations or mentoring sessions smack bang in the middle of the key flower making time. And it was entirely my fault because although I'd scheduled out Saturday and struck it out as Emily and Tony's wedding and flagged it as busy all day, I hadn't actually noted in my calendar that basically all of Friday I'd be making flowers and I would need that time to do that. And if I stopped to talk to a client, firstly, I wouldn't be giving them my best because I'd be stressed out about the wedding work. And when I was going to try and fit in that extra time, if I had to be rushing to the daycare center to pick them up, look, I'd lose momentum. So now I make sure that that time is blocked out as busy in my calendar. So no one can book in for consultations or mentoring when I'm trying to focus on making arrangements for a wedding the next day. Another thing that I do to plan out my week is to triple check my paperwork. It's an easy thing to do to put the wrong date or day on an order or to get Wednesdays and Thursdays mixed up. So then the wholesaler is not clear which one you mean. And they might not even recognize that mistake until close to the wedding either. So it's a really good idea to make half an hour in the week before to check your own work. Check the email you sent to the wholesaler has the right day and date on it. Recheck the floral order. Note anything you need to pick up that week and factor it into your calendar as well. So you're not doing the, I'll do it tomorrow for four days until it's too late, right? And then there's our prep date. I used to have all of our flowers delivered on a Thursday for a Saturday wedding. But I've recently changed that to a Wednesday delivery day, which just gives us a little bit more time to prepare. I was finding that if the delivery got delayed, we'd be behind by a couple of hours. So even just knowing the flowers have arrived and they're with us and they're refrigerated, even if we don't start the prep until Thursday, we know we've got them. We know what might need to be replaced or subbed if something didn't come in right or if we get less of something than we planned. And then we can unpack, prep the flowers, sort, hydrate, refrigerate, get them ready for making. The truth is weddings are really high stress environments just by their very nature. And in the event space, nothing ever goes entirely to plan. So chances are on a wedding day, you're going to have to problem solve something. And it's best to think about it that way. There's going to be something I'm going to need to fix today. Sometimes that's going to be a really small thing, and sometimes that's going to be a a bigger thing. The more that you can organize in advance and have all your ducks in a row, the calmer you're going to feel to be able to problem solve that on the day. And a calm wedding florist, that's a total vibe. My love, as always, thanks for tuning into The Blueprint today. If you found this episode useful, please share it with your flower friends, share it in your stories, and give us a tag at mapleandren underscore floral art academy and connect with us for more juicy content. 
If you're loving the podcast, we would love it if you could go and leave us a five-star review so we can get this awesome content out to more floral folk and business owners all around the world. Thanks for your time, my love. We'll see you next week for more of The Blueprint.